Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. How's it going, Derek? Fantastic. You having a good time? Always. Really? Well, of course. I don't know. I heard stories. <laughs> well, you know, we, we just have to focus on the nice things. Well, I've heard stories from you about what happened on the weekend. <laughs> what is that? Concussion number who's, 95? Who's with us tonight? Oh, he's skirting the subject. <laughs> well, we can talk about it with Scott, with, with John. John, how's John, it going? John, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. All right. Apparently better than Derek. <laughs> well, not much. What happened? Uh, I I, uh, I think it's number six, but I've I I fell down and went fall down go boom, and uh, his so. kids thought he was dead. <laughs> no, they didn't think I was dead. They thought no, they thought you were in a deep sleep because yeah. you were snoring. Mummy, daddy's snoring in the middle of a trail. <laughs> Anyways, regard I I I, I slipped. Me and the kids were we were we were playing. We it was like just after supper. We were going down to see if the stars were coming out at dusk, and uh, and so we uh, was racing down the trail with the kids. We'd hide in the woods. She'd fall and come along, and then we'd pop out and scare her. And and uh, she wasn't scared. You know, it's like well, I, I would think other people might have been scared, but like Beckett's not very good at hiding because he giggles in the woods. So just think <laughs> about it. It's a darkened woodland trail, and you hear a child's giggles. That's like from horror movies. That would be a horror movie. Yeah, that would <laughs> Somebody's be, coming yeah. along the trail in the middle of the night, not knowing anybody's there, and all you hear is a little kid. Yeah, <laughs> giggling. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Siobhan said she came around the turn, and uh, Beckett and Stella were standing over me, and Stella was saying, she thought I was playing. She says, Daddy's snoring. <laughs> so I apparently fell. I don't remember this part, but uh, apparently I fell, smacked the back of my head off the ground, and lost consciousness for a short period of time, less than a minute, and uh, <laughs> I was snoring. So anyways, I woke up and foggy for about two days. I'm feeling a lot better, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe Holy you should just stay crap. in the house from, like, November to April. Well, Siobhan thinks I should always wear a helmet outdoors now. I well, think so. <laughs> outdoors, <laughs> indoors. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get you a bubble wrap suit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think my my brain would be a good uh, concussion study because it's uh, it's uh, it's had a lot of damage. <laughs> if you were playing hockey, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be a player. I wouldn't I'd be, be a player anymore. I, I'd be Marley Mew. It's like, okay, buddy, you got to stop playing. You have too many concussions. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyways, yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I'm I'm it's not I'm not doing bad. It's mostly I'm sore from where I landed because I have a my. My neck is sore, my jaw is sore. I think I hurt my pinky and my uh, left shoulder sore. Broken I don't remember. Any, uh, <laughs> hey, Sean. Yeah, yeah, uh, John. What's up? Could you could you go ahead and flash a light in his eyes and just see if those pupils dilate <laughs> so for me? Siobhan, check that on on Saturday night. They weren't responding correctly, but they are last night when she checked. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I'm recovering really quickly. When you have enough concussions, your body just says, I know where to go from here. <laughs> and John. John, old pal, buddy, friend of ours. Yeah. We've not heard from since October. Yes. Yeah. Where have you been? We almost replaced you, by the way. We we're going to put out a, a, like a, a, a resume. We're asking for resumes. I already had the notice written up. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted foreign correspondent into paddling. Ours is missing in action. Yeah. What yeah. did you hurt, John? <laughs> I was in Patagonia, actually, out of uh, radio contact. 
Yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. Patagonia. <laughs> How's your back, John? <laughs> How's my back? At an unrelated note. <laughs> um, well, you know, I am I am sitting at my desk right now, so this is a a huge plus. I I hurt my back in I guess it was October. Uh, shortly after I got back here from the Erie Canal trip, and um, I was down for a couple of months. I mean, and I mean down. I mean like unable to to do anything. Um, I had canceled out. Um, I was going to do the Wisconsin section of the the North Country Trail, mm-hmm. uh, the National Scenic Trail. And I was going to go uh, winter hike and camp that, and I uh, had the you know, purchased uh, some some specific gear for that and everything ready. I wasn't, it was just one of those things I wasn't going to tell people until I was out on the trail and doing it and, you know, and um, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't even get to the uh, uh, winter camping rendezvous and, you know, I, so I kept canceling events and and finally it started to, to loosen up a little bit and um, was finally able to, to sit down and, and actually get some work done, so... Yeah, it's been a, it's, um, the winter is just gone. <laughs> yeah. So it's been kind of a weird thing. You know, I'm, I'm the guy that's around here saying, you know what? Age doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> you can be 80 years old and out there and you two are not helping. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be the uh, the cause Captain of that concussion and Brigadier General back issues. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying we're not going to be the 90 year old? That's uh, the coxswain in the uh, in the uh, in the back of the boat there. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no dragon boat steering no. for you, Derek. Dragon boat, that's it. I couldn't remember. 90 years of age. <laughs> <laughs> so how's Derek? Well, he's 56 now, barely hanging on. Yeah. His wife was down at the old cemetery looking at coffins the other day. <laughs> Wow, yeah, the two of you, man. No, I, I'm I'm in perfectly good health. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm in perfectly good health too. I only hurt my brain. <laughs> Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> I think I broke my brain. <laughs> wow, you guys are just you guys are just wow. I don't know yeah. what to say. Yeah. Except maybe it's a good thing I've never been on massively long backcountry trips with you guys. <laughs> How do I explain leaving two carcasses in the backcountry? Well, keep me away from ice. I'm fine. <laughs> there was a flash ice storm and we had to leave them. <laughs> but John, every time he's out, apparently he gets injured. You know, well, you know, you'd think that, but actually the last couple of times I've been all right. So when I stay home, apparently. That well, I apparently get. now it's changing. See? <laughs> Things change as you get older, John. I guess. Yeah. I guess. John hit puberty and now he gets hurt at home. <laughs> <laughs> My voice just changed too. I was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad to have you back, John. I'm glad you're, uh, you're uh, getting a bit better there. You saved Thank us you. the trouble yeah. of doing interviews. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Derek, I couldn't hear you. Saved us the trouble of doing interviews for our new foreign correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I know you had that white-haired devil on that swears a lot in my <laughs> absence. So. Well, you're but already he, at one. He's not foreign, though. 
He seems foreign. He seems foreign. (laughs) But he is alien, that's for sure. No, no, it's pronounced Alan. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Honest mistake, John. Honest mistake. Yes. We do it all the time. (laughs) So you're... You were you were had all these plans set up for the yep. winter, yep, and unfortunately had to uh, cancel them all. Which anybody that's had plans like you know going out in the back country and be hiking, be paddling, or whatever, you got to cancel them. You're in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. But slowly you're getting better. Yes, and you were well enough to take a little journey down south. I was, it, it, um, you know, you get to the point, you're kind of like, well, uh, you know, I'm either going to be hurting at home or I'm going to be hurting out in the field someplace. So <laughs> let's try out in the field. And, uh, my, my good friend here in, in Marshfield, Steve Coran lives, uh, just around the block from me and he just retired. He took early retirement. And so I said, Hey, why don't we celebrate your retirement by taking a trip down to Florida and paddling the Everglades Wilderness Waterway. How far is Florida from you? Oh, a long, long way. Because <laughs> I think it's, well, if we drive from here, I think if you drive straight, it's like 24-hour drive. Yeah, we're it's about 23 hours. Uh, well, it's 23 hours from my parents' place down in Illinois, so it would be uh, 27 hours. Okay. Yeah. That's a good drive. Yeah, it's a good drive. And uh, so, you know, I thought, well, you know, if... If the back really goes out badly on me, I'm with a friend who can just drive straight back home here. So I thought, let's try it. He agreed to it, foolishly enough, <laughs> um, because Steve, I should I should point this out before we talk about anything with the trip, has not canoed or camped since he was about 17 or 18. Really? Yes. So, so kind of like being a, a complete newbie, on a 10-day wilderness trip. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, and, well, you know that Cliff Jacobson has said said this, and I've said this in a different way in the past, but, you know, it, it's not about going out with maybe necessarily good paddlers, but go out with good people because you can teach them how to paddle, right? Yeah. And and so, yeah, so that was the working the the working assumption on this trip. And how did it work out? Actually, uh, he probably hates me because I took him <laughs> on a wilderness trip for his first time camping and paddling. Um, but you know, no, it was it was great. We had to, we had a good time. He's hard, hard worker and never complained. And there were some days that <laughs> that were tough. Was and this one of those trips that ended with "If I knew then, <laughs> what I, I know, know now"? now. Oh, totally, totally. Like, by seriously on this, like on day two, I was like, "Oh crap!" There's seven more days of this. <laughs> seriously, it was like first couple of days were rough because we had some big realizations hit us about, you know, the I don't want to say the logistics, but sort of the limitations of paddling down there at this time of year, right? Um, including, you know. Um, one thing that I just absolutely didn't expect was mosquitoes. Um, and not that I didn't expect them to be there, but I didn't expect them to be as amazingly bad as they were. Right. Uh, 
and I go, you know, you know me, I go up to Alaska and the Yukon and et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm used to mosquitoes, but this was, this was another level. I got to tell you. So before we get into it, you were yep. down at the, almost the, the southernmost tip yes. of Florida. Yep. If you get rid of the keys, it, it really is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's in Everglades National Park and there is a 99 mile course basically that uh, and not necessarily a well-marked course, <laughs> but basically runs from the Flamingo Visitor Center uh, northwest to Everglades City. Right. So, yeah. I, I looked at that on the map. Mm-hmm. Was there some portaging involved? No. Really? Which is, which is one of the beautiful things, yeah. Because when I was looking at it, trying to mm-hmm. follow, like, if you go all the way to the south western tip where the highway basically ends there's the big visitor center yep. uh, there yeah and so i was looking at okay you must have gone straight up this little ch- canal thing here and wind to this lake and this Very good. but then there's two rivers where i gotta assume you went but don't meet or at least on the map it doesn't look like they met <laughs> yeah well there are it's all mangroves and so when you're looking at a map, you can see the wider rivers and the wider channels. But there's a lot of, well, I shouldn't say a lot of, but there are some places where you'll, you're will you in the mangroves themselves. And uh, one of them is called the Nightmare. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But it is, it is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so while it was difficult initially... And, you know, and, and again, Steve had like every right just to be like, what the hell? <laughs> um, it, it ended up being a great trip and ended up being a fantastic trip. So it wasn't a specific route. So when you're going through the mangroves, it's like, it's like walking through a forest. You can walk anywhere between the trees, but here in the mangroves, you're kind of paddling between the trees. Yeah, but, but they're so thick, like you can't get through them, um, Unless it is a channel, and and really to be to be fair, unless it's a channel that's been maintained, because the I think it's the red mangrove that has these you know those sort of walking roots that come out, if you will. Um, it, it they're so thick down there. Like you look at it as you're paddling by this stuff, you there's just no way you could walk through it. You know, it's right. it's it's uh, you're looking at birds that are kind of like inside there and, and you know, like uh, white herons or something like that. And it looks almost like sometimes like they're in a jail cell and these are the bars down in front of them. Wow. It's it is it is unbelievably thick, but it's it's incredibly beautiful. And it's it is something that I'm already looking at going back to to do again. So it's similar, but not quite similar to the like the fire swamp and Princess Bride. yes with the r-o-u-s's yes (laughs) so when you're paddling through and and i know there's a couple big sections where it opens right it's like a lake just and it looks like it's just totally crammed with islands or something yeah is there were the roots easy to pick out no uh, well, let me rephrase this, okay? So there's, well, let, let me tell you about how we started stuff, okay? And then I'll get into that because uh, the location down there uh, has a lot to do with, it's almost like it's two routes. So okay. I'll explain the first, sort of the first part and then that second part. But 
one of the things I want to mention for, you know, when you go down to do this trip, right, it's a it's a hundred mile paddle, but it's basically a three hour drive from where you put in to where you take out. So we got a shuttle service down there and I want to give big props to this guy and I want to mention this um, right at the start because I've I've not had a lot of, well, okay, I haven't had prior to this a really good shuttle experience before. Right. I've, I've had shuttle drivers damage kayaks. I've had, <laughs> you know, when we did that, uh, that Ozarks trip a couple years ago now, you know, that guy was, was the driver was just crossing the yellow line and, you know, there's a school bus coming the other way and, and you're up on these ridges and you're like, dear Lord, I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm super nervous about getting a shuttle down there and hooked up with Captain Bobby Miller Jr., who um, has a business, Naples Fishing Adventures. And Bobby was awesome. I mean, it was, this is what you want the things to be, right? I mean, totally reliable, um, sharing tips with us was, you know, when you, you get, you're, you're getting ready to go out for 10 days. So you got everything in the back of the van and we're trying to get stuff sorted. And he's like, guys, take your time. No hurry. You know, it wasn't like, come on, we got to get going. I got to get back. I got, you know, things to do. And, right. um, a great guy. And so he also once we loaded up and everything, we left our vehicle up in the north and then shuttled down to Everglade or to Flamingo Visitor Center in the south, and then we were going to paddle back up to the vehicle. Right. And, um, you know, he was giving us tips and, and things to look out for out there and, and just kind of, you know, general uh, information about the Everglades. And, you know, it made a three-hour shuttle drive go very fast, which is, you know, which is really pretty cool. So, it started out, that started out really nice. And we got down, oh, I should mention this too. We'll mention it later, by the way. He's going to give listeners to Paddling Adventures Radio a 10% discount if they mention me in this podcast. Awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of that's a cool, cool thing. Yeah. So NaplesFishingAdventures.com, um, Captain Bobby Miller Jr., uh, it, yeah, so look him up. You, you, you're not going to go wrong there. And uh, I have no financial connection to him or anything else. He just, you know, he was, he was great and, and really reliable. And after you've driven, you know, a long way to get someplace you want reliable, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, um, we get down there, we put in, like you said, you go out the canal and we're paddling down the canal, and there's alligators, and there's people, you know, you're talking to day trippers going out and rented boats and and uh, rented kayaks and a few canoes here and there. And, you know, there's you're looking at alligators, and you're like, okay, they're crocodile. the endangered crocodile is in here. Is this one of the, you know, the crocodiles? And so, you're, you know, it's, it's really nice, and it's a beautiful day. And just about the time we're getting to the point where you come out into this bay, this guy comes by in uh, a boat, and he says, are you doing the waterway? And I said, yeah. He said, um, be careful out there. It's a, it's a wild one. And I said, really? He said, it's rough. I'm like, oh, okay. When I'm, I'm thinking, you know, um, we'll be okay. Well, you know, we'll be fine. And they had had uh, 
big wind the day before and small craft warnings and everything. Well, we got out there. You could see the tops of the, the trees really moving. So when we got out from the canal and got out into, it's called Coot Bay, it was blowing like crazy. And uh, we paddled through Coot Bay and got out to the bigger whitewater bay. And then it was insane. We ended up using the sail, which, which again was, you know, fantastic. But there's a north and a south difference here, a division that in the south, like you said, it looks like you go out into the lake and there's all these little islands. It's like you're out on a big lake. Like right. one of the things I didn't expect uh, was how much open water there is on this. I expected it to be a lot of sort of like smaller rivers and channels and creeks that you're going through. There's a lot of open water. And so we, we got out there and they no longer... Uh, the the historic route for the Wilderness Waterway went right up through Whitewater Bay, and they have now routed you around the edges of it, um, kind of to the southwest, because it can get really wild out there. And the, the guy wasn't joking. I mean, it was... So, yeah, so we used the sail, and down there, there's not a lot of markers. Up north, it's really well marked, and you have no problems. But down there... Um, there were a number of times we were like, uh, I think we're in this bay, <laughs> but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> so, you know, and we had the charts with us and compass. And one of the things that, that actually end up one of the, the gear things that I put on my little notes of, you know, gear I love was the Avenza app. Oh yes. And, yeah. you know, so you can actually use the NOAA charts with the GPS and that's literally saved our butt on about three occasions. Right. So, because otherwise we, we, you know, we would have, it's so easy to get turned around on in there, right? Because you have all these little mangrove islands and you think, oh, okay, well, this and this, and I recognize this, and I've looked at these maps well enough now. And, geez, all of a sudden you're, you're going the wrong way. And when you're down there, you get twisted around. Mm-hmm. That's not a good, uh, going to be a good no. ending. <laughs> no. no it's it's you know you 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 kind of have this mental fog over you like derek and uh, <laughs> trail no this one of you what derek feels like hey <laughs> i resemble that remark no it's it's it is um the south is is not well marked at all and until you get up and in, into the some of the other channels and stuff you you can get turned around really really easily um, but then you get into these rivers, and there's little connecting channels, and then it'll open up into big water again, uh, and some big bays, and you know it was it was really interesting. It wasn't not necessarily what I expected for the Everglades. So, did you actually end up on the Gulf, like or in the Gulf? Um, on the, the last day, we did. On the last day, there is okay. an area. Well, I'll just. Uh, you know, like my favorite thing about the trip, I think, was was a place called the Nightmare, and it is a cut off channel between two rivers, and it's it is very tight. It's winding. It is full of mangrove roots, and if you hit it at low tide, you will get stuck. You won't get through there. Right. Right. Um, so you have to hit that right. If you can't hit that right, or if you're concerned about going through there, then you go out to the Gulf, 
you know, continue up north to the next river and then cut back in. Okay. So the broad river. Um, because the winds were so high, initially I was thinking, you know what, that people were saying, you know, there there were these stories about people going through there in 17-foot kayaks having problems, that they were just too long. And we took down the, the Novacraft, um, the Prospect or Expedition Canoe, and that's an 18-foot boat. Right. So uh, it was like, is this even going to fit through there? And, you know, so it was like, well, maybe we should go out there. And then the winds were up. Uh, it was like, well, you know what? I want to try it at least. Let's let's give it a shot, you know. So it was it was amazing. It was amazing because you're looking at, as you're paddling down these rivers, you've got this wall of mangrove, and you really can't see in very far in a lot of places. And in this place, you were in the inside and able to see. And, and Steve had, had made this comment, too. He's like, you know, you, you get a hint of what's there from looking at the from outside on the rivers. But until you're actually in it, you have zero idea what this is like, what the Everglades is like. Right. And so we got in... We started out that day, and there I, I was given a warning, actually, and I'm really grateful for this. A gentleman named Tracy Hayes on Facebook, he has um, done a lot of paddling. He writes these amazing trip reports. I love whenever he goes on a trip and comes back, he, he writes these long posts, and they're really interesting. And I had contacted him to ask questions, and he said, I don't know why they talk about the nightmare so much. When uh, I think it was Bowman Creek before that is just as bad, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know." We hit Bowman Creek, unfortunately, at low tide, <laughs> on the way to try to making the nightmare at high tide, and we were we were pulling the boat over logs. Um, we you were standing up to to step over logs and then back down into the boat, slide it up. I'd get a you know, uh, we took a lot of stuff the night before and um, got it down so we had real low profile on the canoe. Mm-hmm. But it was it was work. It was crazy work. And you know, I and I'm in the the stern and so I'm trying to set up for the next turns. You know, and um, Steve was pulling us through. And I, at one point, I looked down at at uh, the Garmin because I was really interested in how fast we were going, and we were going one mile an hour. <laughs> Just wow. whipping along, yeah. one mile an hour, <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> if if this doesn't let up, if it stays like this, we're not getting into you know camp until nine o'clock at night. And I can assure you that you do not want to be stuck out in the nightmare at night. Um, with the mosquitoes, you know, and uh, the uh, mosquitoes I was worried about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, there's, there's lots of stuff down there, I suppose that could get you worried, but (laughs) the mosquitoes truly were the worst thing down there. Well, Uh, when, how much, uh, did the tide lower the water? mm. Cause that's the one thing you, you don't always think about. Until yeah. you go to a place like like Florida or the coast, right? Somewhere, all of yeah. a sudden you're you're thinking of oh yeah, you're dealing with riptides, tides. And, yeah, and yep. and so that brings to mind too with tides and stuff and and the effects it has on the Everglades is uh, I 
you have to carry all your water, don't you? There's, is there any sources of fresh water available along that way? Like, would you even bring a water filter? No. We, in fact, we didn't. Um, you have to take all your water. And that was one thing I was so excited about, like, taking, you know, the the prospector down there, the Novacraft, because it's a, it's a big canoe, right? So we had uh, approximately... Uh, 24 gallons of water with us. Wow. Well, so like, what, is there, is there, I don't know. I've never had to calculate an amount of water because I always made my water. I'm always on fresh water. Like how yeah. do you calculate how much water you need? Is there, is there a, a guesstimate? Like, you know, you need like oh, so many gallons a day or something or so many yeah. liters a day. The, the standard line is one gallon of water a day per person. But, yeah. But you got to think about that too, because so that's doing normal activities, right? Um, that's not paddling in 86-degree Fahrenheit oh, yeah, heat. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Which is 30-something Celsius, right? Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was it was 8 degrees higher uh, temperatures than average down there. So you're, you're, then you're working, and you could be working against the tide. You could be working against winds. So you, you know, you really have to stay hydrated. Then you, after your first, I took out a cooler and that actually, we, we were able to use that for five to six days before it finally got warm enough that it was like, okay, well, um, you know, let's, let's go ahead and start using the dehydrated food. Now you're using water for your dehydrated for, you know, your two or three meals a day. Which is so, high usage. Yeah. That's high. So you're. You're you got to think about that, and you're like, wow. So what what we did was, um, I thought, okay, well, let's do four liters of water a day. That should work out for a ten day trip, and you know we'll be fine. So there are these three liter cranberry juice bottles that are sold down here, and then uh, grabbed a liter uh, a Nalgene bottle, and so you basically you had that, you poured that out at the start of the day. And that was your water for the day. And you just basically didn't go over that. So mm-hmm. you, that that's how you controlled your consumption by using these, uh, yes. these disposable bottles. 24 yeah. gallons mm-hmm. is the equivalent of 91 liters. Picture 91 that's a l- Nalgene bottles. That's 91 <laughs> kilograms of water. Well, you know what? And that's it's 150 pounds of. Yeah. That's water. 140 pounds of water. Yes. Yeah. And and so there's all of these things like with this trip that, you know, they're so different, but it, 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 um, it affects everything you do. Mm -hmm. Like, like the day where it was like, we were, you know, and again, we, there was so much water, like on the first day going out and the waves coming over and stuff. Um, the next day I found a dead fish in the bottom of the boat. What? That yeah, there was a dead fish in the bottom, a small one, but there was a dead fish in the bottom of the boat that had come over with apparently with one of the waves, and, and so as as I was getting stuff situated the next morning, it's like oh crap, well that's uh, that says something about how rough it was out there. Mm-hmm. But when you even know, we the were, fish are trying to catch a ride, <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, you know we we were we were paddling, and it was like starting to get water and the boat and i thought well did i just not you know when i was sitting down in the water and you know in the morning you're blurry or whatever and you're sponging out the boat or whatever right 
did I miss how did I miss this or did we did we catch a shoal somehow that I you know that I didn't really notice as much because we started getting water in the boat I'm like shit so you know and it's dirty water so we're I'm I'm trying to get out as much as I can what I didn't realize is that one of the water containers broke open oh and slowly leaked out 5 gallons of water oh no and uh so we that day we it was funny because we were doing the math and I said hey dude I think we can actually have another Nalgene of water a day you know doing and sorted out and what we had left and I'm like this is this is great got down into the to the boat and went to pull out that um that container to move it up where the other ones were and balance things out and put the empty down behind me and it was it was just like they had that that sickening hollow sound oh <laughs> and it was like uh-oh um <laughs> so instead of having a surplus or what we thought was a surplus we ended up going like well now we've got three liters a day or less so we're really going to have to watch it and be careful right so you know um at that point then i decided that we should only drink whiskey <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Made things for go safe, much smoother. <laughs> for safety's sake. Yes. <laughs> so I did bad math earlier. So it was uh, 91 liters. That's 91 kilograms. And I was supposed to multiply it by 2.2. Anyways, 91 liters, 91 kilograms. That's 200 pounds of water. Uh, that's a lot. That that's eight? a that's a lot of it's a lot of extra weight. It's good yeah. that you're not doing portages. You, so it's it's always oh, sitting in the yeah. bottom of the canoe. It's you know what I mean. It's, so it's just it's you're just dragging it along with you. You just have to right. make sure you have uh, you know a good load carrying canoe. But uh, I just it's just, I find it incredible to think of all the water that you'd have to drag with you. That's that's a whole different planning concept that I'm not used to. I'm not used to coastal trips of more than like a day or whatever. And so back when I was out in BC on on you know, if Vancouver Island, it was, you know, well, just bring a bag of water and you're good to go, right? Right. But, uh, yeah. So planning a longer trip, that's a it's a concept that I'd have to wrap my brain around. Mm-hmm. All the extra water you have to carry and be yeah. cautious about its use. Wow. I, I'm sorry, sir Derek. I'm ha- having a hard time hearing you. The the last thing you said was, I'm you're, sorry. Just being cautious about your your water consumption, your water usage, because you're not you. It's uh. uh You'd be, you know, it's your cooking and your the drinking water and and whatever else you use your fresh water for. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's uh, that would be that would be something that be have to be on the back of your mind constantly. Yeah, yeah. And we were fortunate because when we were um, when we were out paddling, you know, I mean, there's there there are there really are a lot of things you have to watch for out there, right? I mean, there's um, so there's water. Your the times that you can paddle are are based on, you know, think of think of fewer daylight hours, right? Because it's February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and part of that, you say, well, that's okay. We got headlamps. We can you know do what we want to do out there. But then there's tides. But there's tides, and then there's mosquitoes. Oh. And I, and I really, I I cannot emphasize you know like like how these things lined up and so for the first couple of days you know we were and and for the trip somewhere between 6 30 and the latest was one day 
where it was about 7.15, but mostly it was 6.30 to 6.45 at night, you had to get into the tent. Yeah. Because the bugs were that intense. Hmm. Um, it's, it, and, and one of the great ironies with it is, you know, that's one of the, the great dark sky areas in the country, right? Mm-hmm. You can't enjoy it. <laughs> you cannot enjoy it. Because even if you, you spray yourself, they are, it, it, they're in, the number of them around you are insane. Yeah. And they're flying into your, you know, your, your mouth and your nose and your ears and, um, and then if you say, okay, well, I can't handle that. I'm going to put on some bug netting. Then you lose the advantage of a clear sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it was a, it was kind of one of those, you know, those great ironies. <laughs> wow. So, so tell us about chicories and hard ground when you were camping. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you have two options down there for camping. They're called... One is is hard ground, and there are some campsites down there, and the others called they're called chickies. Oh, chickies, that's it. Chickies, yep, yep. And they chicky is basically a think of a boat dock just out in the middle of nowhere, and somebody throws a, a tin roof up on top of the boat dock. Okay, and that's that's all it is. It's a ten by twelve platform that goes over to a privy, in the, a privy, and there are privies at the ground sites too. Where that's kind of, you know, that's, that's, that's basically it. Because again, there's, there's so little hard ground down there. So we ended up doing a mix of campsites and chickies. We, you know, we were really fortunate because everybody that we met on the trip was really cool. Like a lot of the chickies are, they're two chicky sites. So, you know, there were some, some nights where there was no one in the other chicky, which is great because you can spread out your junk and stuff. Uh, there were some nights where you had neighbors. And so, you know, we had, we had some really cool people, though. So, and the ground sites, um, the ground sites, when you look at videos and stuff online about the wilderness waterway, most of the videos about the ground sites are about hillbillies, hillbilly fishermen that are there. You know, drinking and partying and having illegal fires until the wee hours. And there's even one where they, they force these paddlers basically into almost into the swamp because they wanted to have a fire and they had set up their tent where they wanted to have a fire. And uh, so we were like, ooh, that's not great. Mm-hmm. But um, everybody was cool. And in fact, at one of the ground sites, we had these the fishermen come in uh, and it was... Uh, this this guy and this lady and uh we didn't know who was there or anything initially they came in turned out they were really great it was steven and heidi and a uh, father and daughter and they had just hooked into some some big fish and so they were all you know excited when they came back in and we chatted with them for a while and they uh, we told them what happened with the water and stuff and they said well you know what we're heading out tomorrow. We're not even going to fish in the morning because there's no way we can beat what, what we just did. So we're going to get up in the morning and go. So I'm happy to share some water with you. Cool. So thankfully, they gave us about two gallons of water. And the crew from the sanitation, the guys that go around and pump out the, um, 
pump out the privies at, at the chickies and, and at the ground sites, um, they gave us a couple of, of liters. And that was from their own water source. So a big shout out to Mike. Uh, I don't know his last name, but he works for the Park Service down there. He's my hero. <laughs> um, it you know, and it really it means a lot. Like you you can't express to someone how much that means when they offer to do that. You know. Yeah, and especially when you're dealing with the heat and everything like that, and you know yeah. you're looking at your water. That's yeah. something that's just going on in your brain constantly. Is am I going to have enough? Am I going to have enough? Can I have this extra drink? Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you know, and then and we got to the point where like, well, so what does this mean for morning coffee? I guess it's, you know, we're both we both like that morning coffee. And it's like, do we just have espresso? <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we we need to we really need to think this through, you know. And it's like, well, what kind of stuff can we eat for lunch that we don't need to to uh, rehydrate? Right. You know, so yeah, so it's uh, but the the campsites were were pretty cool. The the chickies are again they're ten by twelve, and it's it was it was awesome, man. I I, I can't you know you you get used to once you figure out this. Okay, well six forty five is our deadline. Basically, mm-hmm. you're in the tent for twelve hours. Basically, so. You know, then you're like, okay, well, you know, got books to read, and, and Steve's a big music fan. So the nights where either we had a ground site uh, and or did not have someone next to us, we'd listen to music and we'd talk about, you know, and um, so yeah, so that you know, but it was that initial thing of, okay, you have these limitations, you know, you have paddling hour limitations that are pretty tight you have time outside limitations you have water limitations you know all of these things line up and and you have to move every day basically you can stay more than one day at a ground site but pretty much you have to keep moving right and you had the uh, eureka no bug zone with you we did yeah and, and put it up on one of the ground sites and that was actually one of the the best evenings it was a uh a campsite that was off the wilderness waterway. The chicky that we wanted for that evening was uh, had been reserved already, both sides of it. So we ended up going up this little creek, Avocado Creek, up to this campsite. There were palm trees. There was nobody there. We sat up and listened to music, and you know, it's then we went. You know, you you have a few drinks and you're listening to music and you're like, okay, so in a hundred years, what will be the main songs that people will still remember? And, you know, you get into those conversations yeah. and then you, yeah, it was great. It was great. It was so much fun. Uh, flora and fauna. Well, I don't know what that is, but I did see a lot of plants <laughs> and animals. Uh, so, you know, I mean, uh, flora and fauna, uh, you, you know, mangroves, mangroves, yeah. mangroves. Uh, three different types down there primarily. Um, the In terms of the wildlife down there that we saw, there was basically until the very last day, you we saw um, manatees, mm-hmm. sharks, um, dolphins, and gators. No, At least... No at least, snakes? No snakes, not one. Really? They saw you, I bet. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, didn't see one. In fact, um, the authors of a book, Paddling the Everglades Wilderness Waterway, have said that they've only seen two snakes down there in all of the years that they've been paddling it. Hmm. So that, 
you know, that made me feel better because, again, I'm not a big fan of, you know. Snakes. No ropes. Yeah. Yeah. No ropes. Yeah. Snake-like <laughs> objects. That's right. Yeah. Uh, sharks, though. Sharks. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Like, are, are you talking when you're in the coastal waters or are you talking in the uh, Everglades itself? Actually, up in, you know, as far up as uh, there's a place called Sweetwater Chicky. And uh, we were up there and there were just an incredible amount of, like, fish activity. Like, and you heard it all night, jumping and moving. And, in fact, at one point I turned on my headlight to look outside and that created, like, this domino effect effect of fish jumping that ended up going all the way across this bay oh wow it was it was hilarious so of course i tried it four or five more times you know? <laughs> well, of course as one does as one does as a as a 15 year old does yeah. yeah um but we were all the way back up there and had sharks swimming around the chickies really wow yep. yeah it was it was cool and and uh you know a lot of different bird life lots of brown pelicans in fact, when we were at Everglades City, we you, you're standing outside. They have a like a little window where you get your permit issued and stuff. Uh, you can book things online now, but you get the permit issued once you're down there. And we're we're talking to the ranger, and he's working on this stuff. And he goes, "Hey, hey, look at that!" And turn around, and it's all these white pelicans. He's like, "That's the second largest bird in North America." Uh, people take boats to go out and see those guys. They're never in here. I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> um, One you know, off so, the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but lots of bird life and and uh, didn't see, trying to think, didn't see any mammals outside of the manatees, right? Mm-hmm. And the dolphins. And the dolphins. Yeah. But land mammals, didn't see anything. And, you know, part of that is just because of where it is. And part of that is probably because of the, the pythons down there now. Oh, yeah, because you'd be yeah. thinking about, I mean, up here you get the raccoons, the squirrels, the possums mm-hmm. in the trees and stuff like that. Right. The raccoons down there are a big problem because they will, you know, there's so little fresh water that, you know, they'll be licking fresh water out of flowers and off leaves and things like that. And so if you come into a place and you've got fresh water and like a, say like a plastic milk jug mm-hmm. or something like that they will eat through that to get to the plastic so you, you have to carry the big heavier plastic bottles with you right um but we didn't see any raccoons we had zero problem with that um palm rats you're supposed to be in some places a lot of palm rats and uh we saw nothing how is a palm rat different from a normal rat <sighs> is it a normal rat they just call them palm rats though? they don't run around sewers and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, subway they systems. Have, you don't have samurai right. swords and masks on. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of a real smart ass answer to that. That was for my heavy sigh because I couldn't think of a smart ass answer fast enough. You're out of practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I was just surprised there was so little in the way of mammal. We expected some, you know, or uh, or, or see something, right? But yeah. You know, again, you, you can't see that far in and, and until you get into the nightmare. And, and again, it was it was amazing because, like, you know, saw a barred owl fly through. Oh, cool. That's um, cool. Yeah, that was really – and you hear them at nights, which kind of surprised me. And we were joking a lot because we're paddling along. And it's like, nope, oh, heron. 
yeah, I can see that back home. (laughs) (laughs) Boring. Uh, Yeah, Green Heron. (laughs) Yep, see that one down at Dexterville. Uh, And, uh, you know, so a barred owl flies by. It's like, yeah, see that back home. But it it was really cool, you know, and and when you're in when you're inside of it, you you get this just it was still and it was quiet and it was just beautiful. Um, it it's such a unique place. I I from from going from the first couple of days where you're like I can't believe I'm going to keep doing this for a week, <laughs> um, to going like uh, you know to the ground site and you're like yeah we're having a great time and. And then to the nightmare, and you're like, "This is so cool." And then the, the day after the nightmare, where we got through and we stayed in, it's just a horrendously awful ground site. It was just clouds of bugs, and it was mud, and it was really not a not a nice place. I mean, it, I look back through; I've got pictures of every place that we stayed except for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't picture worthy. Yeah, memorable. <laughs> Yeah, and we got out the next day, and we got out when the tide was going out, so we were fighting that, and a headwind, a really stiff headwind. And so we were just, you know, bust and ass to get up this river, and then it opens up into a big bay. So then, of course, you're, you're fighting serious wind. And, uh, and then you, at the end of that day, they said, the, the book says, the chicky... Uh, as shown on the NOAA charts, is in the wrong location. It's further down, you know, keep going further to the west. And, uh, you know, you get to the end of the day and you're tired and you're like, where exactly is this? You know, (laughs) Um, that was a hard day, but it was a really good day too, right? Because that was the day Steve and I, you know, sometimes you you get into a good rhythm and you're, you're, it was just fun. We just busted through this stuff and it was tough. But it was it was really fun. You enjoyed it. Oh my god, yes. Cool. And then after after that, then it was like I really don't want this trip to end. Well, once you get into the swing of it, right? Yes. I mean, it's not your regular backcountry trip through pine forests. It's, right. It's it's totally. You take a couple of days to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're like, okay, this is cool. Now we got the hang of this. Let's enjoy. Right. Yeah, and to the point again where. You know, I was looking at um, tents, a better tent for this type of trip for mm-hmm. next time I go down. I'm looking at my gear list going, okay, my goal is to get rid of one bin of stuff so we can take a second cooler and then keep one, you know, keep dry ice or something in it so you don't have to have as much dehydrated food. You can have some cold drinks. You can, you know, that kind of right. thing. And if you don't have to, you know, you don't have any... Uh, portages or portages down there <laughs> um why not take it why not take a second cooler yeah. right if you don't and have if to carry you, it yeah and if you get a bigger tent like a you know a like a six-person tent that is basically eight foot by ten foot that will fit on a chicky you can tie it off there's no problems there and then at a ground site it's big enough too that you don't need to take along the no bug zone Right. You've you've got something that you can live in and and relax and yeah, enjoy it. So that's yeah, there there plans I'm already thinking about this trip again. Uh you were talking about a sail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that wind paddle sail, you know those circular downwind sails? Yeah. 
Um, and this is the one that we were sponsored with on the Yukon Journey. Right. Um, and I think, to be honest, that may be the last time I've used that. Um, but we we took it and it was like, I don't know if we'll need it or not. And yeah, that was that was one of two pieces of gear that was absolutely indispensable. Um, you know, when you're out and those the waves come up and they're coming in at, at awkward angles, that thing will pull you through. And, you know, we're scooting across some areas, you know, five, five, I think the one day in the, in the one bay, 5.75 miles an hour. You're kind of like, yeah, this is living. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is sit there and steer. You're good. Yeah. And, and, and Steve was, uh, had gotten the hang of it. We, we put some loops up on, on the front, uh, the little cross beam up front and it, it tacked onto that and yeah, it was great. It was great. Cool. Well, it sounds like you had a good time. Very good time. And it yep. uh, sounds like it was uh, a much-needed trip. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it, it really, yeah, yeah. For mental health, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're stuck inside and you're hurting for for months. Um, yeah, to be able to get out, to be able to get outside, do something you love, um, you know. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Cool. Now, you were supposed to be doing the Yukon Journey this year. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunately not going to happen this year. Um, family obligations, things, other things come up, and you know, and, and to be honest, you know, the other piece of that too is is if I get out there and something happens, it's a bigger issue than being down in Florida and something happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, particularly because a lot of the place, you know, you know, I talked about uh, Captain Bobby before. And he said, "Look, if you got a problem, you call me. We'll get you out. You know, and and you know you kind of got that backup. You know you have that backup from the park service, and you know at worst you're talking, you know he can go out on the Gulf and cut in on these rivers, and and he's actually there pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and as would the park service be. Um, yeah, you kind of maybe not so much. So I think to be prudent, uh, it makes sense to." hopefully push that back just one year maybe do something a bit closer to home well i you know i think the other thing is is time out because you know family obligations and stuff right Right. so closer to home in the sense of there's a lot that's closer to home than alaska and the yukon Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but one of the possibilities right now is a return up to iowa royal national park and go up and go paddling and hiking this time the paddling would be good. Yeah, well, you know, and and I was thinking about that, and we had talked about that before and stuff. But you know, the Cocapelli, the pack rafts, mm-hmm. and getting one of those, and then hiking up to that lake um, at the top and paddling, you know, go paddling an Isle Royale. Yeah. So paddling the lake on, you know, on an island in a bigger lake. In a lake. In a lake. <laughs> on an island. In a lake. It's like one of those things where the mirror sets up and you see it to infinity. You know? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. So that's that's one of the possibilities. Um, you know, I know I can't spend four months out this time. And um, to do that solo doesn't make a lot of sense this year. So I'm thinking that uh, Isle Royal could be a really good option. I think you should do a big trip somewhere, though. I wish I could. You got to come to Canada. There you go. You know, 
that mm-hmm. actually, funny you should mention that, one of the things that we're doing with the Outdoor Kind this year is uh, a fundraiser. We're doing this big contest. It's going to be a lottery for an all-expenses-paid, fully-guided Canadian paddling trip this summer. Is it? Yeah. Um, I, I can't share details now, but it's it's going to be really awesome. Really? Really awesome. Really, really awesome, you say? Uh-huh. <laughs> Anywhere good? Do you really have, good. Do you I, have... I should, I shouldn't tell you, though, right now, because we don't have everything up online or anything. But you have a destination? Yeah, we do. Is it a good destination? It's... <laughs> no, it's a bad destination. Yeah, He's going to pick right. the worst place possible. That's that's his choice. Probably. <laughs> Am I invited? Well, just... He's going in his backyard the pool. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to dig a channel around my <laughs> around my house. I'm going to put in a moat, and we're going to paddle around it. A, oh, a giant donut lake. A moat would be nice, actually. A giant donut lake is actually really close. A, <laughs> a Quebec donut lake. A Quebec donut lake. Yeah. Oh, Michipakan, Michipa, 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 Is that it? What is it called? Michipa, 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 Manakugan. Manakuagan. That's the one. Yes. Manakuagan Reservoir. Yes. Going up there uh, this summer. Really? Yes. And do you know when? Uh, July. In July. Yep. Hmm. Wow. We've talked about doing this trip, this route. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm looking at this, going, this is going to be so cool. It's you know, it's it's huge. It's massive, and it was formed uh, formed by a, a meteor impact, mm-hmm. and. It is, and you guys can convert stuff here for me because I'm too brain dead tonight, but it is approximately, like, the the circle is roughly, what, 60 miles diameter? 72 miles, 100 kilometers. It is a 750 square mile or 1,942 square kilometer area. It is an annular lake, which is an impact crater lake. Islander in the center is known as Rene Levasseur Island, and its highest point is Mount Babel. Created about 215 or 14 million years ago. They say give or take a million years during the Triassic <laughs> period. <laughs> Meteorite was about three miles or five kilometers in the diameter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be seen from space. Looks like a donut. Looks like a donut. Sometimes yeah, called the Eye of Quebec. Mm. Located 190 miles or 300 kilometers north of Bay Como. The reservoir, as it currently exists, was created in the 60s by the construction of a hydroelectric dam. Mm-hmm. The Manicouagan Reservoir is at the north end of the Manicouagan Uapishka Biosphere Reserve while the St. Lawrence Seaway is at the south end, and it was designated a biosphere reserve in 2007 by UNESCO. You seem to know a lot about this place. This isn't in my notes. It's in my notes. I just left it out of your notes. 
<laughs> hey, Derek. Yes. You know how you said you always wanted to do this trip? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we knew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not really holding the contest. I'm just going to go up and paddle it. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to see if you would cry when we mentioned it. Wow. He's already in his day timer looking to book the time. <laughs> I don't have any vacation time left. Oh, we'll send pictures. <laughs> July, baby. I wonder if we can do like a live, a Facebook live from there. We'll have to hook it up to a satellite phone and we'll call Derek. Hey, Derek. I could call in sick for a week. <laughs> you know what? I'm it's... feeling cold coming on. <laughs> I have it... COVID. I've quarantined for a week. <laughs> It looks fascinating. It, um, there's, it's really kind of strange because, you know, you look at this and you're like, a lot of people have had to paddle this, but it's fairly remote. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a long paddle. Yes, I think, it is. Uh, I, I saw something. The guy said he had scheduled 11 days for it, expecting to be windbound a few. Yes. As you think about the wind coming in, it's, you know, at its narrowest point, it's about a mile wide. Yep. And at its widest point... In terms of the, the the channel you'd be paddling, it's about five miles wide, and, and it's so like a, it's like a giant NASCAR race. <laughs> <laughs> left banks only. <laughs> well, it depends which way you're going. Is so it going to be all full left turns or all right turns? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> NASCAR they only go one way though, don't they? Mm. Yeah, but which way are you going to go? But NASCAR only goes one way. Do they? Do they don't ever, never change it up? They never, the, the suspension is never set up for the other direction. Hmm. Maybe because they just haven't pointed the cars in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> Some NASCAR guys listening right now going, damn, <laughs> I could go against traffic. <laughs> so, yeah, Derek, so, you know, when I ask you what your your uh, paddle plans are this summer? <laughs> Now you know why. <laughs> I, I was wondering, like you were asking, you were saying some about some location in Michigan or something, and it's like, oh, I wish I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> and now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I could. I don't have the vacation time left. I'd actually have to call in sick. But it's a good thing well, nobody I'll cover at work, for you. Nobody at work. Hopefully, nobody at work listens to this podcast. I'll just cover for you. <laughs> You'll cover yeah. for me. Yeah, I'll just put a mask on and a hat. <laughs> Yeah, no one can tell us apart. Derek, you have a well, beard. You know, now. with yeah. your history of falling outdoors now, yeah, I, yeah, I there think is they that. would buy it that you're out for a week. Yeah, I fell down again. Up. Yeah, I fall down, go boom. Got to stay away for a week. That's right. <laughs> yeah, just got to stay laid and yeah. rest. What what did uh, what do you what did you call it, John? Rice, rest. Oh, rest, ice, compression, elevation? Yeah. There you go. Well, he's got the ice part down. <laughs> or the ice part's got him down, yeah, whichever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you think July, John? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm looking at this, and, and um, I was thinking, okay, well, you know, what would be fun to do? Looked at that and said, okay, you know, maybe some longer days of paddling. So let's let's get uh, we'll have good light up there in you know July. Oh yeah, weather should be decent. Um, you know, and and uh, I, yeah, I think so. I I that I I am toying with the idea of Isle Royale still. That part was was accurate, but if I had a chance to go up and do this, I I think I would really like to. So 
Um, I think you would definitely need to kidnap Derek and take him. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think, think so. it's, I think it's one of his bucket list trips. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So if you entered the Outdoor Kinds big contest, Derek, you just could win. You might. <laughs> you might win. Yeah. 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 We'll do a live drawing of your name. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there are dollar chances, Derek. I'd say you probably should buy a couple yeah. thousand yeah. chances. 2023. 2023. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that would be a good trip if you if you manage to get that one done. Yeah. And, and again, you know, during an age of pandemic, kind of just say, well, this is what I'd like to do. And, you know, it may not happen. So mm-hmm. having Isle Royal as a backup is a pretty damn good backup. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I'm thinking this year then instead of the Yukon journey. Cool. Yeah, yeah see, he can't do 2023 because he'll be on the Yukon. Unless you're on the Yukon with him in 2023. <laughs> see, like, Derek, um, you can't have... I have to retire or something. I, I need to win the lotto. Then I have all year long. Yeah. Oh, see? <laughs> or John can win the lotto and just pay us a yearly, like, salary. <laughs> If if John wins the lottery and he pays me the same salary I'm making now, mm-hmm. I will gladly quit my job and just trip with John all year. Now it would be good, right? Assuming I win the lottery, but uh-huh. okay, let's 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 make that assumption. You really think I'm going to pay you a salary to go travel with me? Well, it's expected. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, John? <laughs> if if the people heard this phone call. Before we started recording, <laughs> they would probably have a good idea why I would not be asking you to trip your round with me. Well, because <laughs> I'd go. be the one that has to haul your carcass out. <laughs> Herdy McHerderson. <laughs> that may, yeah, that actually may be a good point. Right? Let, me, let me consider that. Yeah, 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 you just go consider it. You have a chat with Jan, and, and Jan's going to go, yeah, you better pay Sean a salary and, and take him along. Because yeah. he's the youngest out of all you guys. And, yeah, yeah. In probably the only one that'll survive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was egging him on, Jan, but he just wouldn't run fast. Yeah. Bear got him. I'm sorry. There's only so much I could do. (laughs) It was funny how the bear got him five times because he kept tripping. (laughs) Watch your stop there, John. Uh, well, you know what, John? It sounds like you had a good trip there down in Florida. It sounds like you got uh, a few things on the on the go for this uh, summer coming up anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One more thing here. Outdoor Kind Adventure Show Podcast. Mm. I know you're yeah. back. You haven't been able to sit up straight and do all your editing and stuff that you needed to do, but that's still a go, yes? Yes. And, uh, and unfortunately, like with this, the last episode we put out was in October. Mm-hmm. Um, he had interviewed Neil Moore, who we've talked about on, on this podcast a number yeah. of times, uh, who did the 22 Rivers expedition across the U.S. And uh, we, uh, Neil and I did a, actually a lengthy interview, really interesting interview. And we're going to have that episode up uh, hopefully no later than this coming Tuesday. So um, keep an eye out for that. You can go to you know any of the major podcast sites or you can go to theoutdoorkind.org and go to our podcast page and you'll find out uh, more about that. Uh, but a really good interview, a really interesting guy. So I'm, I'm excited to get that back up again. 
Um, yeah, it, it's just just to be able to sit and edit is is um, is a blessing right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you get those back pains, man. It's it's difficult to do anything. Yeah, it just it's connected to everything, right? So yeah. there's just you know even simple things and and um, but I'm I'm really hoping that you know from what I saw in the Everglades, I went from not being able to. You know, Steve was amazing. Like I said, he's a hard worker, and so he was moving water jug. I couldn't move water jugs. Um, you know, even a, like a 40-pound water jug, I couldn't move. And went from not being able to pick up the, the front end of the trailer uh, that we took the, the Nova, a little a lightweight uh, uh, paddling trailer, you know, mm-hmm. and not even able to pick that up to picking it up and moving it around with the canoe on it, actually picking it up shifting it over sideways, setting it back down, that kind of thing. So, you know, feeling pretty hopeful about about that again now, you know, so. So you're feeling better and your back is a bit looser after mm-hmm. the trip. Yes. Well, that just yeah. means you need to do more tripping. Exactly. I think so, man. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, or, or maybe it was something about that magical brackish water down there and I just <laughs> have to go back down there again. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't doubt it, and I wouldn't risk not doing it for your See? health, John. Yeah, yeah, and I I, might I need, would say do it. I might need friends to help me with this trip because you know uh, something bad goes. You know something bad could happen down there, so I might need a couple of guys to go with me and make sure I'm all right. Hmm. We'll, we'll have to see if we can get anybody to go with you, John. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll make some phone calls. Yeah, we'll make some phone calls. You know, uh, maybe maybe I should open up the the uh, the Quebec Donut Trip uh, uh, open as a contest for you know fellow paddlers who wants to come with. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy a trip with right <laughs> five hundred of your five hundred of your closest friends. <laughs> We're gonna see if we can make a big line of canoes all around the donut Ooh. end to end. Yeah, now that would be cool. See, so you'd have to you'd have to go online Google the exact measurement. Yeah, mm-hmm. of the root distance, the root all yeah. the way around. Like, so you're touching right. the island in the, in mm-hmm. the middle, and yeah. guesstimate basically 15 foot canoes. Right? How many canoes is it going to take you? Yep, that's a good idea. I, I'll get right on that. That's going to be a big full parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, glad you're back, John, and uh, glad you're back on a show with us. Yeah, thanks. It's been uh, I've, I've missed it. It's been and, uh, it's been nice just chatting with you guys. Yeah, yeah, we've missed you too. Yeah, yeah, we've missed you, John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you notice I said I missed it and didn't it. say I missed yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. <laughs> just remember, we still got six puppers sitting Ooh. here for you. Man, Sean, it's it's been too long, but hasn't I, it, I buddy, really... pal, friend of mine? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? You're picking me up and. All costs covered going to Mount Kauagan? <laughs> You're swell, be. John. Let could me be. provide six beers for you. <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin. That sounds like a fair trade to me. I get beer out of the deal. And when we pass Derek's house, we'll we'll beep your horn and wave. <laughs> uh, I've got one other, only one other thing, because this was, we knew tonight was going to be a, a John Van Berger evening. Um <laughs> I want to do a little tip of the hat to uh, Paul Richardson of Calamity, Cal- Calamity, <laughs> Calamity <laughs> Kayaking 
in Paisley, Scotland. So in Paisley, they've pulled off an environmental victory. Volunteers, organized by Paul, tackled a mountain of 300 worn car tires dumped by a rogue garage or removal firm that has scarred the river embankment for years. 300 tires. Car tires. That's amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. Astonishingly, there has been, they have been there so long that one had a 60 foot tree growing in the middle. Wow. How can you leave tires there so long? Well, who's dumping them in the first place? Well, I guess it sounds like they were all dumped at once. Or over a period of a few years, but it was like 40 years ago type thing. Yeah. Uh, A team of seven kayakers pulled off the operation in a major green push described as the last major pollution on the white cart water in Paisley. Um, A team of, uh, sorry, Paul uh, of Calamity Kayaking put the group of volunteers together, said, I have the spot in my site for years, and it is the last major piece of pollution on the cart in Paisley says a line was strung across the river and kayaks were roped together to make a raft able to support up to 21 tires at a time. And they were ferried to a slipway nearby and stacked on the road for removal. He revealed that they said if there was any spare money at the end of the financial year, the, the town, they would allocate it to them. But I've told them, no, we will do it and to spend the money on a good cause within Paisley. It was hard work, but great fun on a beautiful sunny day. <laughs> That's so, amazing. Tip of the hat to, to him. Uh, go to calamity kayaking dot. Um, I got ca dot uk. That's wrong. Oh, what is it? Do me a favor, Derek. Look up calamity kayaking. I want to say it's or dot uk. Calamity kayaking. Thanks, Terry. <laughs> it's calamitykayaking.co.uk .co I put ca just you know habit calamitykayaking.co.uk they do they organize trips for you they do lessons for you and you, they'll even uh, take you out on a tour in Loch Lomond <laughs> Loch Lomond yeah <laughs> so you can go over there and uh, Paul Richardson good on you uh, other than that that's all I've got mm-hmm what about you, Derek? That's a good show. I did some math. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. 193 kilometers around. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but there's big gaps, so you might be able to get it tighter. Sure. So we'll go with the 190. 120 miles or 193 kilometers is the uh, uh, Manicouagan or... Uh, wow. Hey, uh, I think I said it. Did I say it right this time? Manicouagan. Yeah, I said it right this time. That's going to be a lot of canoes. <laughs> wow that that was kilometers you uh had there 193 kilometers yeah 193 kilometers just just do some math here Derek. if you do 193 times 1000 equals divided by 15 that can't be right 12,867 canoes that sounds accurate So we need 12,867 of our closest friends <laughs> to show up. 
Yeah, John. Yeah, that. Sorry, buddy. You, you can give that dream up. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know that many people. I, I guess yeah. I just have to go up and you know enjoy nature on its own then. <sighs> <sighs> yes, just. Join John Van Berger and 12,866 of your closest friends for a week of paddling in a circle. But wait, halfway through the week, you will turn around and go the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't, think about how big one shoulder would be compared to the oh, other. Right. Oh, and you right. get dizzy. That's right. <laughs> but wait, now how much would you pay? <laughs> Uh, awesome, John. Great to have you back. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. You got nothing else? Well, I would just uh, like to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Steve. Yeah. Uh, yep. Who did? I mean, he did an amazing job down there. We had we had a great time, uh, and for somebody to go out and do that particular trip, um, for his sort of first true wilderness experience was uh, pretty remarkable. So I just mm-hmm. want to tip of the hat to him uh the only other thing that i would like to say is that uh we'll be doing the outdoor kind i'll be doing two presentations later this spring one is on the erie canal and we had to cancel that one after i had hurt my back right and then one will be on the everglades and we'll be i think we might be working with uh uh dennis over at canoe hound and uh, working with him to put that together, and and actually being able to share video and pictures, and and because it you know is pretty beautiful down there. So yeah, um, so we'll be doing those a little bit later. We'll have more info on that down the road. Excellent. Keep us informed. Yeah, we'll throw it up here. Uh, Derek, anything else? I don't really. I'm tired. I have a concussion. <laughs> I've been concussionated. <laughs> I'm past my bedtime. <laughs> Derek, I, I got to ask, have you seen a doctor since this last concussion? My wife keeps asking me to do that, but what are they going to do? Unless I have brain bleed, there's nothing they can do. They're just going to say, um, get some rest. How do you know? Uh, I'm a good guesser. They may look know. in your ears. They may look in your eyes. <laughs> You may get a drill a, little, <laughs> drill a little pressure hole in there. Yeah. yeah. There's no pressure on my brain. I've been watching that. I've been watching all the symptoms. I've Googled all that. He's been watching this. And I've had, I've had previous concussions, so I've had a little bit of experience with this. So, Well, I know. And that's, see, that's why I'm asking the question because I'm a little <laughs> concerned here, dude. That's, that's like number six, right? Is I'm, that what you said? I'm very functional. So, <laughs> hey, listen, John, don't judge. You collect stamps, he collects concussions. Don't judge, Mr. McJudgey. It's, it's all good. It's all good. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm monitoring symptoms, and, and if anything changes, I will uh, go seek help. I'm just going to put this out there, and, and, you know, I know at least one person's going to agree with me, but I would think you probably should listen to your wife on this one. <laughs> Just, just gonna put that out there and leave it be. <laughs> yes, she will. She will agree with you. Yes, she's yeah, been. Well, she's at least been, one other person. She's been prompting me to do something. But, yes, uh, yeah. I, I'm feeling so much better. I'm like, I, I'm like 99 percent better since. Well, I'm maybe not that much, but yeah, I'm I'm a lot better. <laughs> He's <laughs> so originally before concussion number one, he was a hundred percent. Yes. Then concussion number two, he's only 98%. Mm-hmm. And then 94, 
than 90. Well, I'm not uh, working at 100% totally. I can tell you. Wow. <laughs> I don't think you've ever been accused <laughs> of that. <laughs> Mind you, having said that, I don't think I have either. <laughs> one, one sandwich short of a picnic doesn't go all the way to the top. A brick short of a full load. <sighs> good times, Derek. Yes, good times. Good, good times. times. Aren't you glad I'm back, Derek? Yes, thanks, John. He just eggs me on. <laughs> thanks, John. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream all our episodes from iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and listen to or download all our episodes. And this is, what, 317 already. Wow. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with family, friends, uh, family, uh, fellow paddlers, the whole meal deal. John, thank you for bear, uh, being on this week. Thank you. I'll see you in uh, four months again. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're tri-yearly. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Special. We'll see you next time.